Welcome to Lights in the Sky Podcast, episode 110, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke, and I'll be here with you today for most of the day. Try to guess if I've got another person with me. Did I miss my cue? <laughs> it was a far one. Oh, a far cue. A far cue. Um, Apologies for that. I was here, I just wasn't paying attention. You were. You, had a, you sat there with a dumb looking grin on your face i was like waiting for my cue i was waiting for you to give me the cue where's the pointy i've never cued oh have i ever cued i don't think you've cued. i don't think I've oh cued. no you have cued like the, the like the set two or three times i've actually had to cut something out and oh, redo yeah. it and you'd be like okay i'll count you in yeah and you've given me the finger when you forgive me or something like that yeah when you've um said something too offensive we've occasionally had to stop recording and yeah. then we have to count i have to count you back in um so this is 110. Is that triple figures? Yeah. It's yeah. a milestone. 100 was what milestone is it? Triple figures. Triple tens. Oh, man. It's our first... It's not even in the... Is it not even in the teens? We're the tween. We're tweens. Uh, it's our first tweens episode. Ascend tween. We're Accent in, as in 100. We're in the tweens. Why is it tweens? Ascent tweens. Ascent tweens. So not quite teens. So in this Centween, <laughs> what can we expect to hear from in this Centween episode? We've actually got quite a good tale coming up. Um, you might want to hang around for it. <laughs> oh, a tease. Yeah. It's such a tease. Yeah. Um, have you... Paranormal tease. Have you had anything paranormal happen to you this week? I haven't said that for a while. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying... I'm just trying to get... I mean, we've been back in the saddle, what, three weeks now. I'm just trying to get my groove back. I don't feel like my groove's back. Can you yeah. see my groove anyway? You don't look that groovy. Oh, you look you. rugged up. I'll give you that. I'm cold, as mentioned earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a cold human. Th- yeah. I think I'm a lizard person. Maybe you need the sunshine. I need to like, yeah, sun myself on a rock. Do you do you think that like certain people do feel the cold more than others? Yeah, yeah. Why would that be? Um, it doesn't seem to make any sense distance to me. It's from like it's your, the same temperature for everyone, right? It could be like a blood pressure thing, like your blood's not going around your body as well. Or it, I do recall seeing, like you do see elderly seem to always be rugged up on cold days. Like me. You're not elderly. I'm elderly. <laughs> I'm 110. Your birthday's coming up. I'm centween. Your birthday's coming up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, my birthday is coming up. Nice. I can't wait for my lavish gifts. Yeah. Yeah, I just fill your garage with more crap. You know that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like I've I'm, I'm always been quite warm-blooded. I've got Maybe good, a skip I, for my birthday. Yeah, that's usually a great get a skip. Gift. Yeah. yeah. Even a half skip would so make a difference tini- here. You have the tiniest wee rubbish bin in the world. <laughs> We've done this already. It's yeah. not entertaining. It's so Move weird. on. So weird. Yeah, I have good circulation. My hands are always warm. My hands are always cold. Here, let's shake hands. Yeah, they are cold. Cold hands, right? Warm hands. Now, feel, now press our noses together. I've got a cold <laughs> nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we've done cold though let's move on okay m- moving on moving right, right along so was it a, a, a good week for you and 
your um, of resistance. So I didn't have anything paranormal, but I did have one abnormal thing. Okay, that's, that's fine. I'll give you that. I had something that was sort of borderline abnormal. Okay, shall I go then? You, you go? go. You go. You go. Well, okay. I'll, te- I'll tease my story. Oh, you man, tease been... your story. And okay. We figure out which one we're going to go for first. Okay. Mine involves... I can't say I can't say fire, but I can say smoldering. Oh. Mine involves mine involves smoke damage and me reaching for an extinguisher. Okay. Because we know now, that there was yours. there was a somewhat sort of fire related injury last week that was when um or was it the week before? One of them. One of them. Yeah. Some week we we recorded. Maybe it was last week. We oh, you were you talking about where I didn't get tetanus? Yeah, we didn't yeah. get tetanus. So there <laughs> was live on the air. Though. There was a, get... there was an injury. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. So there was an injury there that was reported. Yeah. Um, so it might we have another fire related injury coming up. So that fire related injury was more because I was dealing with firewood that had nails. It's in a prep. It. It's the prep. Yeah. You're prepping. Yeah, but it's not like I burnt my foot to get tetanus. Okay. My my story parallels a late 90s plot from a friends episode were you getting a couch upstairs and shouting pivot it was actually nearly that episode (laughs) seriously yeah so i had watched that episode the pivot episode this week yeah um and there's a previous episode to that one that's um that lined up nicely with something i was going on in my real life where okay. i was widely disliked okay potentially okay so um to guess at yours you were widely disliked at work or at home work uh, somebody you ate someone's sandwich or they ate yours uh it, that, that, that again that episode's in that same run it's, it was actually i was thinking i was watching these friends reruns on netflix and i was like this is real golden friends because that, that, that episode's in that same bunch i think it might be like two before yeah the one okay but it does involve ross it's okay. a ross something that happened to ross you pretended to... you were british and then phased out your accent <laughs> no that's later in the run okay but yeah all right now i Unless you saw... No, I don't know. I'm not going to guess. No. Um, So who decides who's going first? Or what we do? Well, do you want to ask me anything about mine? What what Friends episode it related to? (laughs) I gave a good Friends clue there. Yours is more about um, spraying uh, foam on potential calamity? Avoiding calamity? Possibly. Possibly. We'll have to hear the story to find out. Okay, well, do you want to tell your story? Okay, so my story was that um, my parents live just around the way. They do. A couple of blocks away, and they have three units that they Airbnb. Plus three big rubbish bins. <laughs> they do have big rubbish bins. Just do you want to mention what you're doing here is you, with your chainsaw, you're cutting up a couch and taking it around to their place and putting it in their bins? The wood I'm cutting up with the chainsaw isn't the couch. Well, I mean, at one point it was, I suppose. But I've got a big bale of foam that I'm loading into their bins. Yeah. Nice. Um, like, throw back to that time at the dipshit neighbor from the old studio. <laughs> hey, what? 
used to would, would he filled up the recycling Stop drawing bins. parallels filled between up the recycling, me and the dipshit filled up recycling bins with his hot water cylinder yeah but the problem was he also left the hot water cylinder out yeah he did he was a dipshit and he didn't ask no he never asked i'm asking you're talking to your parent yeah um, so they live just around the way. They have three Airbnbs. My sister... How are they going at the moment with the whole Airbnb with the lockdown? Um, lots of domestic tourists. Really? That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, quite a few, I think. Um, there was... Do they have reviews? Yeah. I'd love to read them. Oh my God, we should totally read your parents' reading reviews. We're not reading them here. <laughs> um... Maybe they could be another sponsor for us. <laughs> what do they call their place? I'm not sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just what you want to say. <laughs> Um, so they have uh, three Airbnbs just around the way, and they, my sister and um, her fiance, <laughs> live kind of a few blocks just past that. So and they um, don't Airbnb. They don't. But um, he is a plumber and did electrician apprentice stuff, so he'll come into play later. Um, the this is getting juicy. I like this. I got a I got a message from my sister saying uh, dad just called um, he sounded panicked and said that the oven was on fire and I was like oh crap uh, he said he wanted Wes to come around and sort out sort out the you know to help basically so Wes is Wesley <laughs> and he is he is the plumber <laughs> slash not electrician electrician yeah yeah and uh, so he uh, bolted around there and I was like I don't know what stage this is at. I don't know whether were they you, have extinguishers. Were you, so were you going to? No, no, the stage. Hold your horses. It's like, are you like a wee volunteer fire brigade for the satellite settlement? Um, do you have a volunteer fire brigade here, or is it? Yeah. Do you hear the siren? Have you not heard the siren? Heard the siren. Oh, you've got to burn a house down while you're out here, and you'll hear the siren. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> That's the train. The look on your but, face. Wow, that was well done. <laughs> I don't know if that came up on my Well timed, Kiwi Rail. <laughs> just, as, just as I <laughs> said a it. Zinger. A train nearby yeah. tooted its horn. Yeah. Um, and then, so we didn't know how bad it was, and I was like, I don't know what extinguishers they have. So I grabbed my extinguisher and jumped in the car and went straight around there. So and you I volunteer fire brigade. I was volunteer fire brigading. Volunteer fire brigade. I reckon I would have been there in a minute 20. Speed? Yeah, speed. I mean, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm glad. Hazard lights on? No. I'm not you. I'm not you. It's the (laughs) sort of thing you would do. Gotta get around. Gotta get there. Um, Yeah, so then uh, bolt up and sure enough, the oven had burnt out the, you know, like a, one of those wall ovens that sits, essentially sits on like a cupboard. I know. Yeah. I've seen. Uh, like it's in, in built in the big like it's a decent sized oven it just isn't sitting on the floor it's sitting halfway up I have oven baked in such oven yeah and uh, the whole bottom of it was shorting out and and burnt a massive hole in the cupboard Shit. like it was big enough I could put my arm through it so where's the plumber rerouted water from the kitchen sink and put the fire in no he went and looked at the electrics and shut things off but he didn't He's, he's not his water skills didn't come into play okay because you, you don't want to get like i guess water your, wire, I guess your wires crossed i guess between plumbing and um, electrician just. dead right yeah so there's my dead, story dead right that was the that so what was, was what was the aftermath um the house stunk of chemically burny stuff electrically burny and um Zash okay i opened up all the doors ripped the oven out i carried the oven put it in the yard for the night and they got a new one the next day, put it in. 
Wes do it? Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. He knew the electrics. Not the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> He's done plumbing. He did the plumbing there. <laughs> he totally did. Okay. They put the concrete slab in. He put all the pipes down. Yeah, he, he knows what's up. Did he do the, the wiring in the house? No. 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 So he didn't install the other. This isn't important. Okay. Like, your story, please. Move on. That's actually quite a good tale. <laughs> yeah. So your extinguisher was not extinguished. No. Uh, uh, is that the word? Not extinguished. It wasn't... Exhumed. Ex, ex, what would you say? Extinguish the fire? You extinguished the fire, but you... There is a term for this, but let's not dwell on this. Cause evacuated or something. Evacuate the extinguisher. Um, That's my story. Okay. I'm, I'm in front of the I, mic now. I, here, I, here I'm behind the mic. Oh, hello. Do you hear me behind the mic? Uh, yeah. Does it sound behind? It sounds behind. I'm still annoyed about this term for here I am. when you have an extinguisher and you use it. And I can't think of what it is. Expel? Yeah, expel. Expel. Expel the yeah. extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> good content, this. Yeah, good Let's content. move on. So my my story, yeah, so I said it parallels a, a Friends episode. And the Friends episode it parallels is where Ross moves into... His the moist new, maker. Again. From the sandwich? We did, we did the sandwich, but no, no. Okay. Um, I watched a, like, I'm sort of into, like, these, like, weird videos of, like, people who... Knew it. I knew you were into weird videos. I can just tell yeah. by knowing you. You're going to be... This this guy here, he's into weird videos. Weird shit. So, there's some of the <laughs> some weird shit I'm into weird videos. guy who's, like, he's, like, a competitive eater. And I love watching competitive eaters. Oh, really? I really like that. Joey Chestnut? Is he your favorite? Uh, maybe. Do you know who he is? Of course. What about Kobayashi? Yeah. Yum. What about the Titans of hot dog eating? Teen Titans? Got it. Love Teen Titans. It was hot dog eating competitions that made me try a Nathan's Famous Wiener in America. Wow. Because they sponsor them. Thank you. Do you know that? I didn't know that. You don't watch competitive eaters properly. I've just got into it, all right? When? You can't say you're into it then. You say you just got into it. I just got into it like maybe a month ago. Ugh. You sickened me. Dabbling. And you're you're claiming it as you're into it. I you, just I said I just got into it. I know more about it than you. Yeah, but you're more into it than I am, clearly. Am I? Well do I don't you, think I'm into it. Well, I don't I think I think you're you're not into it. Well the video You're getting into it. I'm getting into it. Like you're you're the accelerator. I'm dabbling. Yeah, you're dabbling. <laughs> Let me fucking at dabble. Best. I'm you're dabble. Dabbling. dabbling at best. Dabble. Nah. I dabble. There shouldn't be there shouldn't be a reason why I, without trying, know more about it than you, who has who claims to be into it. Don't claim to be into it. I'm into Say it. you're trying to get into it. Some dabbling. Someday you'll be into it. Some dabbling. Yeah, you're dabbling. Dabbling slash at, at best. Into it. <laughs> I'm dabbling. Dabbling to hopefully one dabbling, day be into it. Dabbling slash into it. And yeah. a video I had oh, I had watched a computer video where someone you're made You're vegetarian. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I like it. It's interesting. <laughs> what the hell is this? Well, people eat cake. Would you? Yeah. So I just surely the pinnacle is the hot dog eating, though. Uh, Trust me, I, I know I more think, about it than you. The pinnacle watched, is the hot dog eating. I don't think I've eating. watched any hot dog eating because I think it's too boring. I think yeah, it's see, too, too mainstream. You're into way too mainstream community. The one, like the one I watched recently, was a guy who made his own moist maker sandwich that, um, like. Like for Monica's Thanksgiving sandwich and then ate it and it was massive wait wait was that a competition he made it himself and timed himself eating it no that's not a competition but then he was timing it to other people who were then going to make their own make their own yeah, yeah that's not a competition well I like it's not a level anyway. playing field 
It was. How? Explain. <laughs> I don't like being attacked. Watch your way. Okay. I, I'm attacking you. Yeah, I am being attacked. <laughs> I'm expelling an attack onto you. Jeez, this is exactly how I felt with this work story then. So I've been attacked twice this week now. Great. So I was attacked for this computer of eating shit. Yeah. Which I just want to just dabbling in. Slash You're really clearly into only dabbling at slash best. So that's not competitive eating. That's not competitive eating. That's eating just Okay, then stuff. maybe I used the wrong term. Maybe I'm like, people who eat way too much shit for their bellies. Oh, so you, what about man versus food? You watched that? I have, yes. How much? I'm dabbling. <laughs> who was the host? I don't know. Some guy. Just Again, I'm dabbling. What did, they, what did he look like? I don't know, like... Ginger? Yeah, I don't know. Did he look ginger? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. Well, I don't know if I've seen Man vs. Food. I'm thinking of Man vs. Oh Wild. God, you're not even dabbling I'm in dabbling. God. You know you're doing my head in here. Um, There's a guy that has a big beard I've watched and he eats food. Beard? Yeah. Is it on the Food Network? No, it's on YouTube. This is all on YouTube, by the way. These are people who make their own videos. Okay, millennial. Tell me your story. You're a millennial too, bitch. <laughs> Anyway, um, I just don't know what I was talking about anymore. So you're dabbling in non-competitive Yeah, but this was even related to the story. This is because we're talking about the moist maker. <laughs> we're going way off track, which isn't surprising for us. So the story is... Um, How big was this sandwich? It's fucking huge. How, like a whole loaf of bread? Um, i got to try and find it now. Or did he make a special... Moist? Did he make a special... Loaf of bread. Moist maker. Make a special loaf of bread. What do you mean? As in like, he's like, I need a giant sandwich. I'm going to make a loaf of bread using this. Oh, I don't. Six cookie sheets and a, you know, and a nine date loafs or something. And then that will give me enough surface area to have a giant piece of bread. Or is it like a big sandwich is just two regular sized pieces of bread with lots of stuff in between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'll show you that. I'll show you this image here. Oh, yeah. this is going to be disappointing. Oh, I've got two ads to get through. For fuck's sake, don't give me two ads, YouTube. <laughs> Can't skip anything here. They know, I'm, they know I'm, I, my time is poor. You know, they're wasting everyone's time. Here we go. So this is what it was. Uh, this better be good. This is this guy here, and he if had I a big eat... sandwich. Oh, so it's a loaf of bread. So before, when I said, was it a loaf of bread, you could have just said yes. Well, I, didn't know what, I, thought, like, I thought you were saying, did he make it himself? I said, was it a loaf or did he make it himself? Yeah, that's what confused me. So say he, it was a loaf, the first one <laughs> of the two well, options he could have I made, gave well, he you. could have made the loaf himself. He made the sandwich himself. Yes, yeah, so he got a loaf of bread. Or did he make it himself? He, I don't know who made the bread. Didn't say. Just said this bread. <laughs> oh my god. So he, he, all he did was get a loaf of bread and put something between each slice and eat it. The moist maker. <laughs> Anyway, this isn't even the story! (laughs) (laughs) So, what you want to do, if you're dabbling in this, you want to watch Man vs. Food. Why do I want to watch mainstream shit? (laughs) (laughs) Mainstream shit. Um, So, what's so indie about yours? Why is it way better? Because of the poor production quality and the... Um, looks way better than this man versus food shit. Look oh, how, how shit, good is that? Look how crap that looks. That, that, looks like it's, that, that, that screams like it's 17 years old. Yeah, it is. That's why I asked which host when I asked you about watching man versus food before when you claimed to have watched it. Because that host is Adam Richmond. He's the old host. Well, clearly, I'm not watching it. No. 
I'm watching you're something that's way better than the shit that you're trying to peddle. <laughs> and here's the other thing is Come on, spit it out. Come on. How what often how often have you eaten food that you get a t shirt for? Why would I eat food? Because you're supposedly dabbling in this. I'm not gonna eat it myself. Why not? Because I don't get fat. Oh my god. Could you be more annoying, this is like, Chandler? I want to watch this so that I'm like, I can dabble in what they're doing. It's like voyeurism, right? I'm like, I would love to you stuff say that myself. like that makes it okay. I would love to stuff myself. I do. When I'm on holiday, I eat stuff that is like too large to eat. Like you get t-shirts for... You've seen my world's hottest noodles t-shirt oh yeah <laughs> yeah this is freaking yeah. awesome yeah noodles <laughs> <laughs> anyway i forgot what i was talking about so you moved a couch up your stairs and had to pivot apparently that's your story for this week so the episode that i'm referencing is where ross moves into the apartment you had a turkey on your head that was joey <laughs> close <laughs> Uh, Ross moves into the apartment and the guy knocks you the door. You slept with David Schwimmer. And the guy knocks you at the door. You shaved your head on holiday. And says... You lost your apartment during a foosball game. This is None of this is David Schwimmer. You... Your knowledge of friends presented is a, You presented a... Your knowledge of competitive eating is so much poorer. Whatever. Your competitive eating is like way old school mainstream. I'm like the indie scene. Yeah. Way cooler. Terrible way cool and you oh, got a t-shirt terrible well if you see my noodle t-shirt i've got a hot noodle t-shirt that's you. <laughs> oh my god that's it that's it i'm flipping this table over <laughs> not all the gear on dead it. dead to me you can't call yourself a competitive eater until or- I don't, i'm not saying i'm a competitive <laughs> eater i'm a fucking voyeur you can't say you're dabbling in it yes and- i can i no, can say i'm you- dabbling why can i not say i'm dabbling in it you're dabbling and watching it you're not dabbling in it I you're dabbling and I- watching but it i never said i was dabbling and eating oh my goodness I got, I've got. I've got to rewind this. I was never dabbling. You were dabbling. No, you, no, you no, 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 I was dabbling. You t- exactly. <laughs> you said you were dabbling. I I'm questioned watching, you on I'm it. I'm watching you stuff. You clearly weren't dabbling. I am a dabbling voyeur. Anyway, can I have? Can I tell you the story, or do you just want to fucking move on to something else? Tell me. This better be good. <laughs> it's really not now after all this. <laughs> Go. Okay. So something you did echoed a friend's episode. So tell me about <sighs> when you invented the game show with the lightning round. Okay, that is a Ross thing. I'll give you that. <laughs> you got a fake tan and whitened your teeth too much. Uh, you're both Ross things. You slept with your student. Uh, that's a Ross thing. You... Anyway, can we, can we move on? No, Let's, tell me no, the story. I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm trying, to, story I'm trying to prompt you. No, I've had enough. No, that's that's rule number one of um, of audio is that you can't give us a lead and then not follow it up. So hurry up. Tell it briefly. I feel exasperated with this process. Expelled? So the episode I'm referencing is when Ross moves into the apartment, his new apartment, there's a knock at the door and it is like the homeowners association or like the rental association guy and he's like super yeah yeah maybe i don't think it is but it's it's like some guy who like cheers like the residence association okay let's yeah. go with that residence yeah. association yeah and he's like uh the caretakers also oh like the janet is leaving do you want to chip in 100 bucks for the present uh i know and ross one. is like yeah. i've just moved in no <laughs> so the same thing happened to me this week at work 
So I'm in a new office, new space, all new people. And they were like, Oh my God. Barry's leaving. And I'm like, Who's Barry? Doctor around like, oh, Barry's leaving. Barry's leaving. Here's the card. Um, put some money in for the present. And can you bring something to um, share at morning tea for Barry? It's like, who's Barry? Brilliant. Like, <laughs> is Barry. True. You know, Barry from downstairs. He's leaving. I'm like, I don't know anybody here. I just started the other week. <laughs> I don't know who Barry is. Like, oh, okay. Well, just, you know, just bring a plate. And just, if you want to write in his card or something. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know who he is. It'd be weird me writing in his card. He's not going to know who this is. I'm like. It's, it's not what I want to do. It's like, okay, well, maybe just... It's like, okay, well, that's fair enough. Just, just want to chip in for the gift and just bring a present. What? Or we'll bring, bring some nah, food. that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. So I was like, um... Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So I sort of thought, ah, oh, they won't expect me. Came around later on asking for the donation and mm. what I'm going to bring. Mm. And they're like, you know, this person's bring cake, savouries, blah, 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 blah. I said, oh, um... Yeah, it just it's a, it doesn't really sit comfortably with me because I sort of feel like I'm crashing someone's party because I don't know who he is. He's like, oh, no, that's all right. You know, we're all part of the same. We're all for the same company, so it's all good. Just chip in. No, it's not. No, it's weird. So I sort of said, um, I am not going to contribute. <laughs> it's, Ooh. It's, this feels like it's something for a select group who know Barry. Yep. And um, anyone who knows them. It's like, my Barry's done 40 years of service. I'm like, yeah, but never, I didn't never employ him. I've never, <laughs> never seen him. I don't yeah. know what he is. Yeah. I don't know what he does. Yeah. He could be made up. So um, I um, arranged a separate conference call meeting a lot myself in a small telephone room. Oh, that was what I was going to say. Over the course of... You um, need to get out of it. You make sure you're busy. Yeah, so I just came up. And now I think everyone hates me. Well, I mean, it is early in the relationship to be doing that. But it so. wasn't fair on me, right? It's not, it's not fair. It's I not fair Barry. on you. However, I think if it was me, I would know it would paint me in a certain light and I wouldn't be okay with that. So I would have contributed something small... And brought something with, of low But effort. then, if they'd looked at you, they'd be like, oh, look what he bought. Look what Luke bought. Look at this shit that Luke bought along. They'd be like, oh, look what Tony bought. This. Clearly, he doesn't care about Barry. <laughs> like, I don't know Barry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's worth not doing anything, though. That's my two cents. Well, I did nothing. I'm really coming at you tonight. Yeah, well, this is how I feel. Like, when you've attacked me, I've actually taken it quite personally because I've been attacked all week at work because I'm not contributing to Barry. <laughs> it's kind of my job, though. It's what the listeners like. Oh, Barry. I think it's unreasonable of them to have asked. And let's leave it at that. Mm. Sucks. Good content. Curse you, Barry. Now, the way that it works for me is like there's been quite a few people that I do know that have left. I'm just like, I don't know them well enough to contribute, so just leave it. It's a it's a good system actually. It's like a a good like open ended sort of. Um, the person at reception just emails the whole building and says, the "Cards in my drawer. Um, contribute what you want." And whatever. That's what I'm used to. This in, yeah. other, in other places I've worked within the same company, that's what's happened. Yeah. But this time it was just someone running around getting all the gifts. And like, you know, those people who organize the gifts, 
They're taking some of themselves. You What's know the doing. deal with? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be change, right? You're not. A, it's not a perfect system. No. Well, they're like, just give us some money and we'll get something. We'll get a gift for Barry. And I'm like, you are taking something on the top. Totally believe it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're writing off your lunch that day. I don't trust you. What? It's got to be a tough gig. Like, um, my wife's dad left the bank after like fifty something years of service and got like like they they came and said, "Is anything you want?" Like up to the oh, value of like, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Weird. And so he found something and bought it. And it's like, <laughs> this is odd. It should yeah. be something more sentimental. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the, because it's at a bank, I think the bank's changed a bit. Because he, he has had like, you know, watch presented to you after like 30 years yeah, or something that's like a, that. Yeah, that's an old school. But they, they, I don't think they do that now. It's just like, here's the budget for a gift for you. What would you like for this gift? And it was like not like he just just leaving to go somewhere else. He retired. Like he worked here his whole working life, um, from when he was in his like twenties or something ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. They used to have this insane forty-year anniversary perk at my work. Oh yeah. Um, which they now discontinued because it just costs them too much money. It's just a fob to get onto any plane anywhere, anytime. Pretty much. Is it really? Um, well, it's even more than that. What I probably and should cash I, on the way. I shouldn't mention it on on the podcast, but it was insane, and they discontinued it. Yeah. Um, but I had a one. I had a, a direct report at the time who hit forty years, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Sweet, wicked, that's great." Yeah. It should be like a like the prime minister where you get it for life as well. Mm. Any former prime minister gets like a driver and a you know cheap airfares anywhere on the national carrier. So yeah. Well, I think we should move on. We've put that to bed. On? Move on? Uh, what is our paranormal tale this evening? So I've stumbled across something that will quite intrigue you. Um, there is a new book out called New Zealand Mysteries. Oh. Uh, it's by Bateman Books, and the author is a Scott Bainbridge, who I know you're a big fan of. I've never heard of them. Uh, anyway. um, I have no idea how to get my hands on this book at the moment, so I'm still working on that. But uh, maybe um, we can try and get a copy, and we can do a whole special on the New Zealand Mysteries. Series. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So what was promoting this is there was... Um, we actually talked about a New Zealand Mystery a few weeks back. Hang on, hang on. The, how do we know these are paranormal? Because sometimes they get fooled by articles, and it turns out to be like a mystery is just a missing person or something. Well, it looks like there's a boat going down a whirlpool, which seems paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's just a catchment. It could be. <laughs> it's like like Coleridge. It m- might be, might be. But I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna go. It's got with, the vibe of paranormal. It's, it's, it's mysterious. It's it's paranormal, or at least it's on that mystery spectrum. Um, so if, uh, a few weeks ago we talked about the hum, yeah, the New Zealand hum, and the episode that was barely audible. So you may have missed that. If you yeah, didn't want to I don't to remember that. it. Maybe I didn't even hear it. Yeah. So that barely audible <laughs> episode would uh, may we may have done the hum. So if you missed that go to the end of that episode if you don't listen to the whole thing because the audio quality is so abhorrent <laughs> yeah. and just listen to the hum story yeah um so that's a local tale so there's this thing at the moment we've talked about it's about backing your backyard about having local tourism mm-hmm. and um we're doing some local mysteries as, as, as well so we did the hum yeah the thing for me is uh if this is this is a book worth its salt is that the word worth its metal maybe uh, where the rubber hits the road is what you're wanting to say no it's not um, <laughs> the true test of where the rubber hits the road with this one is going to be nice. uh, if it's got Coca or lights in it 
which is um, yeah. probably our most famous, or New Zealand's <clears throat> most famous paranormal story. It, 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 yeah, very, very, very good tale. Does it have good it? Good yarn. Or don't uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but what I know is that this story is from the book New Zealand Mysteries. So this is an abridged version from Scott Bainbridge's new book, New Zealand Mysteries. And this is the legend of the Canterbury Panther. Okay. Oh, he's looking it up. Oh, oh. now there's a novel birthday idea. Nice. <laughs> Just talked about the B-Day. Yeah. Does it uh, say what mysteries are covered in the New Zealand Mysteries book? Hang on, I've just found it on Mighty Ape for those of you playing at home. We've got home. two reviews here. Five stars by Donna. Absolutely brilliant. Everyone in New Zealand should read this. Exclamation mark. One out of one person found this helpful. Um, Otherworldly lights over Kaikoura. It stood out. Boomtown. Yes, got to read this. Oh, yeah, large cast through Canterbury. Yep. Uh, ghosts uh, of the St. James Theatre in Wellington. Equally intriguing puzzles. Is that Puzzling World in Wanaka? I think so. Stuart Lansborough's Puzzling World, including <laughs> the disappearance of a British naval officer during the Cold War, the origins of unusual crop circus, circus circles. Oh, yeah. We've got to get our hands oh, on this I've got book. to get this book. How did, like, I, I can't believe we didn't know about this until now. Um, yeah. So the story we're going to talk about now is the legend of the Canterbury Panther. <gasps> this is local. Can we get the guy on? Can we talk to him? Oh my god, we got to get the guy on. We are the, we are New Zealand's favourite mysteries paranormal podcast. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to leave it up to you to track this guy down Scotty. and record him. Okay, so we'll give a shout out to Scotty. Um, Scotty, Scotty. So we'll, we'll 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 get stuck into the Canterbury Panther. And remember, if you want New not Zealand like mysteries, not like that, of course. Not like that. Not like that. If Go you on. want New Zealand mysteries, um, have a look online yourself. You can maybe get yourself a copy. Yeah, MightyApe.co.nz. They ship. They ship. They do. They do ship. <laughs> That's how people receive them. Oh, here we go. Uh, is it a puma? A mountain lion? A figment of the imagination? For years, South Islanders and tourists, not that we have any of those now, have claimed to have spotted an unlikely creature roaming the countryside. Grainy photos show large black cats slinking around, but their existence has never been proven. You like true crime, eh? I do. He's a true crime writer. I'm oh, just looking up. I like this guy. Uh, and it's cheaper on Fish Pond. You save yourself $7. Oh, if you wow. Go to we'll fish go pond. in there, yeah. 30, <laughs> 33 32. Nice. 32. David Winray, an amateur big cat hunter, interesting, has told of encountering what he described as a tawny greyish cat about six metres away from him in Christchurch, <gasps> which is near where we are. Yeah. Winray initially believed the cat to be some kind of mountain lion. He told his father-in-law what he'd seen, and the older man recalled an incident from when he'd been working at the Port of Littleton during World War One. My granddad worked at the Port of Littleton for many years. Not during World War One. No. I'll see if your granddad pops up on this. Okay. One day in 1915, a ship from America was being unloaded. On board the ship was a cargo of animals bound for Australia. One of the cages was accidentally broken open, allowing its occupant, a pregnant female puma to I mean, escape you've got to be more careful than that i know in 1915 that's like 100 years ago like poor seriously though, poor health on. and safety do they get it pregnant before they ship it knowing it's pregnant so they can use it i'd to imagine so it yeah i imagine so it. okay the pregnant puma was last seen running towards the port hills which surround the port of littleton mm-hmm. apparently officials made little attempt to catch the cat oh lazy <laughs> it's gone yeah just write it off great and it seems likely that no search was conducted man this is lazy 
It is possible that news of the incident was suppressed to quell any possible concerns the public might have about a wild puma on the loose around Christchurch's suburbs. Mm. Besides which, it was believed the puma would not survive long in the freezing winter conditions of Canterbury. Frigid air. It's chilly in here. I know. How long will the puma survive in this garage? Not long. Time it now. Set the timer. Set the timer. All I'd have to do is put my hands on it. It would freeze. (laughs) Uh, is it possible the puma did survive? Yes. Is she responsible for spawning generations of pumas that have remained elusive? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the elusive puma. The what elusive. would that be? If the elusive moose is our bar and bistro down in Fiordland, yeah. due to an escaped moose on the loose, um, what would the elusive puma be? Let's see if there's any other lines that sort of trigger a good sort of puma-based... Mm. Mm. Uh, bar and bistro <laughs> <laughs> or establishment of some sort some bit pause mm. big pause okay carry on we'll see pregnant yeah. pause pregnant pause <laughs> yeah, there we go nice uh, in the centuries since that incident there have been occasional sightings of large wild cats roaming the countryside but these have largely been written off as cases of mistaken identity that was until a close-up sighting by a uh, by a large cat of a large cat, by a large cat, of a large cat, by a Kayapoi resident, Francis Clark, which created national headlines in July 1977. An early riser... It's many years later. Yeah. Okay. An early riser... The early riser? The, an early riser, like I was this Just morning. going for brunch at the early riser. An early riser... Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, like, that's good. There could, there could be something on our menu, I reckon. Okay, the early riser, what would it be then? We're talking... Coffee and OJ. Yeah, it's not. If you're an early riser, you don't. I don't think you want to have too much food straight away. Are we saying we only serve it before like seven? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like a special before seven. Like okay. after seven, it's cheaper. Maybe the early riser is like it's a, it's a breakfast, and it could be like a decent breakfast, but you have to get it before seven. Yeah, and also it gives you like a muesli bar and an apple on the way out. You get a wee snack to take with yeah, you. Yeah, because you don't yeah. get hungry later on because yeah. you've eaten so early. And it's a takeaway coffee. Yeah, because you're just on the move. Like you got to be somewhere. You That's why you're riser. up so early. Yeah, exactly. And a newspaper. I don't know why. An early riser, Clark opened the blinds one morning and saw a tiger by her front gate. When questioned by the media later, a she tiger. stated that she knew a pig when she saw one, and an Alsatian. But it was definitely a tiger. <laughs> I mean, pigs were common cowboy in the seventies. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, so you can tell the difference between a pig and an Alsatian and a tiger. Like, that's obviously like the intelligence <laughs> test here. It was fair in colour and had a long tail. She could not make out any stripes. Mm. Shocked and in disbelief, she decided not to say anything at first, but started worrying about small children in school later in the morning. The stripeless tiger. Oh, she would because she'd been up early, the early riser. Yeah. The stripeless tiger? She telephoned the police, who took her sighting seriously. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was thought a tiger may have escaped from Arana Wildlife Park in nearby Harewood. My sister went there today. Ah. Did you see, did she have anything to eat, perhaps? I'm not sure. Not the early riser special? <laughs> uh, or from a circus. Check cir- her car for a uh, muesli bar wrapper <laughs> and a takeaway coffee cup. Or from a circus that may have been in the area a week earlier. Police amassed a search party which included some staff from Arana Park some of whom were armed with tranquilizer guns. That's helpful. Mm. The search found no trace, and all the cats at the zoo were euthanized just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's no. not in the article. <laughs> and all the cats from the just zoo... 
<laughs> and all the cats from the zoo and circus were accounted for. Mm-hmm. Paul Clark was then subjected to ridicule and accused of being a liar. That would I mean, be liar. A, a good cocktail. A precautionary tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be lethal, though. Um, her claims were vindicated several days later when large paw marks and animal droppings were discovered at nearby Pines Beach. Mm. Mm. There's a picture here of a large cat. All I'm seeing with these these words is like different menu items. Like, oh, mm. can I get a large paw mark with some uh, some large droppings and <laughs> a... Uh, you know precaution- the large droppings that's that's but I'll, ch- I'll chase it down with a precautionary tranquilizer <laughs> and an early riser on the way out you could you could have one ready to pick up the next morning early <laughs> yeah, riser okay. your way through. can i book an early riser the, for the morning you get the please? early riser take away yeah hello reception i'm just yeah. wanting to book an early riser for the, <laughs> for the what was the what are we going to call the restaurant pregnant pools <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah, you can't call it like Big Cat Rescue because that's already been um, mm. that's, 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 defamed. That's in there. Yeah, um, um, pause. That's good. A Mister Johnston or John Stone, who worked at Arana Park, told media the prints were undoubtedly those of a large cat. He stated that the prints were larger than those of a lion, but stopped short of admitting that they could belong to a tiger. Merely saying tiger paws were larger than those of lions. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Add a lot of value there. <laughs> okay. Tell me something in Encyclopedia Britannica couldn't tell me. The following day, a farmer near Pines Beach reported a large cat of similar size and a description and description stalking his cattle. It's so weird hearing this story because it's all these places I know. Yeah. Like usually all of these stories happen everywhere else in the world, but you're li- literally listing, you know, places, places I've that been you've been recently. to. Yeah. Like my granddad worked at the port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this prompted another search, but nothing was found. Police had no answers. They were suspicious that a tiger had got loose from either the zoo or the circus and had been recaptured before authorities found out. Police warned they would prosecute if this was ever proven. The next reported sighting occurred in Twizel in the McKenzie country in 1996. So we're jumping forward here like 19 years. 1996. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And McKenzie country was where Ton was most recent. I was there in 2012-ish. Oh, you just missed us. I vomited. <laughs> Varmy. Yeah, yeah. I, I had 11 beers oh, on the way down. 11 beers each. <laughs> and then that was where the frozen Coke machine exploded on, oh. like, and shot a frozen Coke out of my hand onto the floor and I left <laughs> before anyone could see. <laughs> it, was so, like, it was like there was so much pressure behind it. Like, as soon as I went to, like, it was. You is know, it like a dispenser thing? Like yeah, a dispenser, machine. yeah. Like yeah. like the same sort of machine as if you were getting um, you know, ice cream into an ice cream cone at McDonald's. It's that sort of a lever. And a soft serve. Yeah, where you can see the... Um, what am I doing with my hand here? <laughs> like the, it's like a mixer on the top. You can see all the slushy slushy. It's like around. a frozen one. Yes. Yeah, it was a frozen Coke. Oh, frozen Coke, right. So I guess to the rest of the world, they know that it's slushy. Um, but it was like they had used <laughs> actual coke. It was like they'd used actual coke and it had all the gas in it. So as soon as they pulled that lever, it went boom. And like in a blink, my large coke cup was full. <laughs> like a blink. And it shot out of my hands and onto the floor. Like there just, was so much force behind it. And like you got to fudge out of it. It was just gone. And I was like, we have to leave. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. But like 
to me i'm like that's not my fault they no. just made that thing so pressurized that it was just ridiculous and it just shot frozen coke everywhere <laughs> like it was down like the lever was honestly this is the real probably pulled it down too much real time of how long that lever was down you're too too trick ahead with that lever I it was it was down or off like it was on or off it wasn't a it wasn't a gradual you sort went of in resistance there. it just went boom boom and yeah, it was like, oh, nah, you would have gone in there trying to be all this macho lad in front of your boys. I'm not biting at this. And you're trying to get back at me because I came at you before. Come at me, bro. I'm not coming at you. <laughs> you were there trying to impress the boys. <laughs> and you made a meal of it. No, that was not the case. The next sighting occurred in Twizel in a the Mackenzie Country sighting. in 1996 when a mountain biker spotted a large cat striding along the bush line 30 metres away. She telephoned the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries mm. and described having seen what she thought was a puma or a panther, which she believed to be the size of a fully grown Labrador dog. Oh. People at MAF quickly reassured her that it sounded like it was nothing more than a well-fed feral cat. <laughs> Uh, further reported sightings in the region over the, over the next few years were of uh, were written off as feral cats. Hunters often reported uh, doing double takes when seeing oversized feral cats around the Ashburton River, but other than being large, they were undoubtedly cats of a domestic variety, not panthers or pumas. Experts have shown that well-fed feral cats can easily reach a weight of up to 14 kilograms. Possibly the most disturbing sighting to date came during 2007 in the Mount Summers area. It's not far from here. No. One evening, a resident was outside in her garden when she heard an unusual sound. She looked over the fence to see a large black cat dragging a lamb across the paddock for 20 metres, followed by a distressed ewe. The witness screamed in horror, and the cat dropped the lamb, then ran off into the bush. The, the distressed ewe will be what they call the lamb shank. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> The witness screamed in horror and the cat dropped the lamb and ran off into the bush. I've said that. The injuries to the lamb were so severe that it died. But straight onto the menu. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> the witness did not believe the cat to be a panther or a puma, but rather an exceptionally large feral cat, Ooh. even though she was surprised at its strength and viciousness. In October 2013, a truck driver received the shock of his life when he saw a large black cat the size of a Labrador dog feeding on roadkill outside Fairley, and a short time later, Michael O'Neill took a photo of what appeared to be a large black cat walking across the frozen Lake Clearwater. <laughs> Angela Montgomery will never forget what she spotted around 6.30am one morning in August 2016. She was just in time for the early riser then. Mm -hmm. Montgomery lives in a farmhouse in Eiffelton, a small farming community on the Canterbury Plains near the Hines River. On a cool winter's morning, Mont Montgomery got up, made herself a cup of coffee, why she? Don't make yourself. Go to get the early riser. What are you doing? Pregnant pause is going to go Jesus. out of business. Struggling enough as it is. She made herself a cup of coffee and sat outside, looking across the farm. About 150 metres away, some movement near a hedge caught her attention. She saw a dark creature prowling, then walking along adjacent to the hedge line. It then disappeared into the hedge. Not a hedge is here. She called out to her partner, but by the time he came outside, the animal had gone. She has not seen it since. Dun, dun, dun. She believes the animal was definitely some sort of cat because of the way it moved. Using the size of the hedge for comparison, fucking hedge, man. <laughs> <laughs> she believes the animal was bigger than a Labrador, but smaller than a cow. How big compared to a Labradoodle? <laughs> 
That's what I want to know. Having done some research into big cat sightings, she is adamant that what she saw was a panther or something similar. These creatures walk among us! What? She this said. is weird. She's turned mental. These creatures walk among us! That sentence again is, she did some research into big cat sightings. Having done some research into big cat sightings... That's going to straighten things out. She is adamant that what she saw was a panther or something similar. God. These creatures walk among us! <laughs> Well, it's, re- that, it's like that monster on Monsters Inc. when the, they're at the sushi shop, uh, shop and the um, the reporter's talking to the monster and he's like, um, it picked me up with his mom powers and shook me like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to run, but it had me with its laser vision. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, the research question here is... Um a little bit uncertain how, how deep she dive. <laughs> I mean, how, we're, how fam- deep I mean, could we're, we're famous for doing a shallow dive. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. What's her name? Uh, oh no, I've asked you to go back. I'm padding while you go back. Her name was just a paragraph ago. Angela Montgomery will never forget what she spotted around 6:31 morning in August 2016 when she wasn't supporting Angela the shallow dive Montgomery. That's mm. what we'll go with there. I mean, what year was that? 2016. So there was the internet. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> depends. Depends what small town they're in. So we'll pick it back up where these creatures walk among us. Okay. Uh, while researching these sightings. Busy night on the railroad. It is. I've been working on the. No. Carry on. Um, while researching these sightings, I received an email from a young farmer. See, there was the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who was so this is this is the author saying this now mm. uh, while researching oh, these sightings okay. i received an email from a young farm laborer who was an acquaintance of montgomery's partner he had heard about montgomery's sighting in august 2016 and was skeptical mm. until he had his own encounter i was out possum trapping i was deep in the bush and i heard the strange noise i've it's never heard personal. before it's a bit personal isn't it wait we're getting here it's it the, was like deep heavy breathing a kind of guttural growl cattle give off, but also something like a real loud purr after the exhale. A combination of that, if you know what I mean. Okay. The guttural growl, could that be something? Guttural growl. I yeah. feel like that's an entree of yeah, some the sort. the guttural growl. It's like a, a little stew with a little... Um, it's like a beef stew with a bread roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You dunk it, right? <laughs> yeah, you do a dunk totally. The guttural growl. I thought it was a boar at first. I looked over. It would have been maybe 80 or so metres away. I did a double take. It was this huge bloody cat. Mm. But it wasn't a wild F something 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 bleeped out house cat. This was one huge monster of a thing. Would have been the size of, if not slightly smaller than, an Alsatian dog. Not Labrador this time though. Okay, yeah. yeah or Labradoodle. Yeah. And it had a round face and pointed ears and a long as tubular tail. Such a curious <laughs> yeah. Long as. Long as. And it had a long as tubular tail. Mm. Um, I kept real still and I think it must have sensed me and it ran off. I waited three, about three or four minutes not knowing what to do and shitting my pants. <laughs> God's sake, this is such a Kiwi guy. So it's in print, yeah. all these Kiwiisms. I love it. I ran like buggery back to the Jeep. Yes. <laughs> I had my phone in my pocket all the time, but I didn't even think to take a picture. I didn't tell anyone because they would just laugh and give me shit like I had all this episode. <laughs> I can see why he didn't do this. Even giving you shit, is that a New Zealandy thing? Maybe. I feel like. 
Um, I have oh, been. Maybe not. I've been back in the bush many times since, and I hey, haven't oh. even seen it again. But I am real weary now. I didn't take my dog with me that day, and I wonder what might have happened if I did. That cat would definitely have ripped him to shreds. It is something I will never forget. Sheesh. Mm. That's cool. So I'm going to get that book. Got to get this damn book. Yeah. New Zealand Mysteries, available on uh, fishpond.co.nz. Scott Bainbridge, uh, we've got to get you on the show, man. That's up to you. So I'm leaving some, that up to you. Okay, leave that to me. Put, I'll put that in my to-do. Because we get Skype. Yeah. Scotty. Um, oh, don't get it on Mighty 8. It's cheaper on Fishpond. Yeah, get rid but of that. But probably only if you're in New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah. So there we go. So we've um, found out something new, a New Zealand mystery series that we're pretty excited about. Um, I'm kind of a bit gutted they didn't ask us to write the foreword. I wonder if I'd maybe miss the email. <laughs> I'll go back I and check. I haven't checked Twitter no, for No, I'll go back and check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's at tagged us. <laughs> Damn, it was like we missed that. I'm sorry, Scotty, if we missed that. We'll, um, we'll hit you up in the sequel. Maybe, maybe Scott and I will co-write the sequel. Probably not. <laughs> we could write one. I could totally write one. Yeah, maybe Scott and I'll probably... Maybe you write one and I'll co-write one with Scott. Yeah, that, se- that seems like something you would do. Tony and Scott Bainbridge. I'll take his last name. That's <laughs> That speaks to your character. Yeah, it does. Uh, $33.32 or four easy payments of $8.33 with Afterpay. Any other uh, things here we haven't had? The- this episode brought to you by Scott Bainbridge. <laughs> New Zealand Mysteries... Ep- Volume 1, out now. <laughs> the, the, the 176 pages, that's, that's decent. Um, I haven't seen this one, and the vanishing everyone on board, the MV... Joyter. Joyter. Okay, so stop reading blurbs. Yeah. I'm going to call that a week. You're going to call that a week? Call that a week. Nothing else to add? Uh, nothing left in the kitty. Okay, so we're, we're going to go away. You're going to get us an interview. You're going to bring me the um, fully packaged audio file. And I'll wash my hands of it. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to go track down this book and see what else New Zealandy we can bring to the party. It's exciting. I'm really excited about this. Cool. All right, then. Uh, on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Toodaloo.